The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. Catholic Charities Schreiber Center for Human Services is now open in Round Lake. Due to the pandemic, we are limited in the number of in-person programs that we currently can provide. However, a food pantry is open twice a week and a Wednesday night supper is held with to-go meals every week. A wide range of senior services are now offered as well. If we can assist you or someone you know, please call us at 847-546-5733. That's 847-546-5733. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Hello to everyone and welcome to another broadcast of Diakonia, a call to service. Diakonia is the Greek word for service. It's also the root word for deacon. My name is Deacon Richard Hudzik, and I'm privileged to serve the Archdiocese of Chicago as vicar for deacons at the office of the diaconate. I also am assigned as deacon to the Westchester Parish Mary Mother of Divine Grace. And as usual, joining me, uh, albeit uh, remotely, uh, is my colleague at the Diaconate Office, the Associate Director, Deacon David Brensick. And uh, David is uh, uh, zooming in. He's on Teams coming in from, uh, from his home in uh, Brookfield. Uh, I'll get this right. And you are assigned to Holy Guardian Angels in Brookfield and LaGrange Park. Have I got that right so far? 
Very good. Okay. Hello, everyone. Okay. So, Hello. Yeah, so this is a show uh, uh, graciously allowed to the Diaconate Office, courtesy of the Archdiocese of Chicago. And what we're about, uh, hopefully on this, uh, on this broadcast, is YouTube, uh, it's coming on the radio as well, uh, is to talk about the call to service that is a call to all of the faithful, to all of God's people, and not only for the deacons. So uh, what we want to do is uh, highlight some of the work that deacons are doing uh, around the archdiocese, around the country, and uh, offer it as a possibility for others to consider uh, something that might be of interest to them. So we're, uh, we're just trying to demonstrate different, different dimensions, different looks of, of what service might be like. Um, in today's show, we have uh, a brother deacon uh, from the Archdiocese of Chicago, Deacon David Keene. And uh, David's going to talk to us about something that, you know, without context and in a sympathetic ear or, or mind, is going to sound odd, but uh, Deacon David Keene is uh, an archaeologist, and he's going to be talking to us about his some of his professional work as archaeologist in terms of exhuming, digging up uh, bodies. Uh, so uh, we'll certainly tease that out more fully, but uh, before we go any further, uh, Deacon David Keene, are you out there in computer land? Yes, I am. I'm here on Teams with uh, you and David. Okay, that's good, because I, I can see you on my screen. So, um, good. So, David, uh, David Keene, I've got two Davids here, so I'll just, David Keene, um, welcome to the show. And uh, as, I, as I mentioned, we're going to be doing something about exhumations. Um, but let's offer some, some context. First, uh, who are you and why are you credentialed to uh, engage in this work that we'll, we'll explicate more fully. So wh wh where are you coming from? Uh, I'm, uh, uh, I have a PhD from the University of Wisconsin uh, in Madison in anthropology with a specialty in archaeology. Um, over the course of my career, uh, I, it, it's just one of those, you know, uh, results of situations I stumbled into uh, having to do or was asked to recover human remains, usually in situations where bodies or a cemetery was discovered that had uh, been unknown or forgotten about through time. Uh, some sort of construction activity would be taking place and human remains would come up. And so uh, I was called and I slowly and continually uh, uh, sometimes uh, reluctantly am, you know, called into service to remove human remains from areas where bodies once were buried that are no longer cemeteries. And I can give you one example sure. that is active in, in the first week of August, for instance, I will be uh, at the Chicago Historical Society, or today they're referred to as the Chicago History Museum, because anybody who drives past there will pass there will notice that there's a bunch of construction activity going on. Well, that um, uh, that area was once uh, a cemetery for the city. It was the city of Chicago Cemetery uh, until the 1870s when it was um, uh, allegedly vacated. Uh, it wasn't completely vacated. Their bodies were left behind. And the most famous body left behind, of course, of course is the couch tomb that's there. Well. In the, over the past 30 years, I've removed about 
30 or 40 bodies from that cemetery that were left behind in the 1870s when they tried to remove all the all the burials there. So that was a very active cemetery area, and there's still many burials there. So Now, you, you have a, a specialization archaeologist, and I let me put my ignorance on full display here for all the world to see. I thought archaeology was uh, digging up Pharaoh's tomb or uh, uh, deciphering Sumerian text on uh, some artifact in the in the Middle East, but you're uh, you're just going back a hundred years or so. I mean, what's what? Where do you get the uh, the training, or what is it the training that you have to uh, to engage in this modern archaeology? Uh, we call it historic archaeology these days to differentiate between, uh, especially in the Americas, we did uh, differentiate between prehistoric archaeology is essentially uh, uh, archaeology of First Nation people of, of the American Indians. Historic archaeology is anything after the colonists got here. Um, and so I did, my, I did my dissertation, for instance, on um, uh, an archaeological site in southern Illinois, uh, a, a French fort dated to the 1870s. And so um, it, just a series of circumstances led me to, uh, to uh, uh, do an excavation there. And um, it was, you know, a wealth of material uh, that I turned into a dissertation. So okay. uh, on the early colonial period, my dissertation is long title about economics and you know oh, well, colonialism in North America so we'll have to we'll have to uh, scan that and put it on the Deacon webpage I'm sure we'll but we'll be coming <laughs> back and we're going to uh, find out more about David and uh, his background and and get down to the particulars of exhumation and and what that's all about so stay tuned we'll be right back Caring adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time, virtually, with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age 9 to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312-937-3375. That's 312-937-3375. The Word Made Clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy-to-understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. 
There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the sacred scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy. At my right hand or at my left is not for me to give but for those for whom it has been prepared. It will be And we're back for the second segment of Diaconia, a call to service. We're talking with Deacon David Keene, who is and historical, if I've got that right, archaeologist. We're talking generally um, about exhumations, and uh, it's 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 time, I think, really to turn to that. Um, David, when we're David Keene, when we're talking about exhumations, what are we talking about in terms of the the church's uh, church's role here? Exhumations um, for the church is essentially done for. Uh, uh, it's a legal proceeding in which we need to verify the actual existence of a person who many people are trying to promote as a saint. I think all Catholics remember the the, the case um, uh, and have uh, some emotional ties of St. Christopher having been removed as a saint after the Second Vatican Council. Uh, he was one of many, uh, and that's because there was, there was no evidence at all in written records or anywhere that this person actually existed. He was, he was a legend. And so the church wanting to move towards uh, uh, um, proof that people did exist removed him from the lists. Um, uh, they removed a few other people who have been put back on the list, but that's another whole story mm. uh, about the, uh, uh, the whole cause of sainthood. Uh, but we need to bring the remains back up in order to demonstrate it's part of the legal evidence that this person did exist. That's really a very fundamental question, is that, uh, that the person existed. Uh, I'd, you know, I'd never thought of that. I'm going in the direction of, uh, of an incorrupt body. Is, is, now, what is, what is the role of incorruption and the path to sainthood and exhumation? How is all that uh, related? Um, the uh, the issue of incorruptibility is very interesting because it it like many things in in culture uh, it takes on a life of its own. Uh, the actual truth of it is very small, but it you know it 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 takes on a a, a dimension that is in most cases unreal. Uh, a human body will uh, begins to disintegrate or decompose at the moment of death. Once oxygen no longer goes to the cells in your body, they begin to break down. And anybody would know that just from sort of normal, you know, uh, injuries that might take place to a person, your, your tissue begins to die. Um, and so a human body decomposes unless embalmed or in some other way preserved, will decompose thoroughly, completely within about a year. In fact, at the time of uh, the time of Christ, uh, you know, the burial practices in uh, uh, Palestine during the life of Jesus was, and we hear this in scripture, that Jesus was placed in the tomb 
tombs were temporary places. You put a body in a tomb to decompose for a year. Uh, after a year, you reopen that tomb, gather the bones, and put them in a smaller container called an ossuary, and they're reburied somewhere. But, you know, uh, human so human remains begin to disintegrate unless you embalm them chemically uh, or unless you um, uh, seal them hermetically, just like, you know, we, we do pickles, uh, we do all kinds of things that don't decay because we, and, and as I like to characterize, and I don't know this for a fact, but I, I suspect this, you know, especially as you're watching those videos where John Paul II or uh, uh, John the 23rd are being brought up from their very uh, antiseptic crypts in the in underneath the uh, altar at St. Peter's. I don't think they were buried in caskets like you and I will be buried mm -hmm. in. We'll be buried in very thin gauged uh, sheet metal caskets that are not airtight. Yeah. Uh, and I could go into that. No, I just detail, but no. I, I want to ask about uh, the exhumations and and again ignorance on full display here. The the relation between if my body is dug up and it is it has disintegrated. Um, what does that have to say about my 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 path to canonization, if anything? Incorruptibility is not evidence of sainthood. Um, there are a lot of incorrupt bodies out there. You know, Vladimir Lenin, for instance, is an incorrupt body in Moscow. Um, and uh, he's been dead since 19, what, the 1920s. Um, so that is not evidence of sainthood. It, it does not make one more uh, of a saint. But, you know, a lot of this is, and incorruptibility, for instance, the Vatican defines incorruptibility as some you know, some part of the human uh, uh, body that is flexible. So there could be a, a, for instance, you know, in a burial, a finger that still has, you know, bones connected by a tendon. And so, you know, that finger is slightly flexible and we would call that incorrupt. So this, this, um, incorrupt, this incorruptibility business is part of that popular imagination that you spoke of earlier that is, is overblown and uh misplaced unnecessary. yes okay yeah it's, so that's it's good. unnecessary yeah now let me let me ask but you I, about um the first time i became aware of, of your involvement with this was uh seeing photographs i guess it was of the exhumation of augustus tolton you were there um you know what what yes, was, was why what what did you see uh what was that about uh that exhumation um, that exhumation took place in Quincy, Illinois, um, and that was the, about the recovery of the mortal remains of of uh, servant of God, Augustus Tolton. Uh, that that's sort of the first stage. All the documents, historic documents uh, 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 that concerned his existence, had already been submitted to the Vatican, and now we needed to have physical proof of his existence. Um, and so we, we, he was buried in a wooden box uh, in the 1890s. And by the time we recovered him there, the wooden box, the coffin that he was placed in was completely gone. There was definitely no soft tissue. Uh, and his skeleton was resting at the bottom of the grave. And then he was, uh, there were a few artifacts discovered, but then he was, yes. he was, he was revested in, uh, uh, Alban Chasuble, if I, if I got that right? 
Yes, yes, he was. That's that's interesting, and there, and there's uh, the archdiocese because Bishop Perry is uh, uh, is instrumental in moving that forward. Uh, so the archdiocese of Chicago has a very tight uh, relationship with this. But if you go to Tolton T O L T O N dot archchicago dot org, there's a wealth of information there, including the uh, step by step, minute by minute. Uh, recitation of what happened there. So we're gonna we're gonna take a break. Come back, and then uh, David David Brensick is going to uh, explore the spirituality of this. What what this teaches us is this an oddity, or curiosity, or is there something much richer and deeper? So hang on, we'll be right back. I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. And we're back for the third and final installment of Diaconia Call to Service. Deacon Richard Hudzik, Vicar for Deacons, joined today by Deacon David Keene, canonist, Ph.D., exhumer of uh, people on their way to sainthood, perhaps, and Deacon Dave Brensick, Associate Director of the Diaconate Office for the Mighty Archdiocese of Chicago, the home of the world's largest diaconate. There's a lot of us. Hopefully, we're serving well, aside from being... Uh, numerous. So, David uh, David B., talk to David K. I want to know why I care as a person of faith about this exhumation business. David, you are, you know, a professional uh, archaeologist. Um, what, what is there, is there a spiritual component for you in doing this type of work? Oh, a- absolutely. Um, there's a spiritual component in no matter which, uh, 
which body I'm exhuming, and I've I've removed at least a hundred from the ground. It's uh, it, it's extremely emotional at the very human level of this. Uh, when you're pulling a, a, a person out of the ground, you're essentially looking at your own future. Um, uh, and so you're you constantly, you know, the issue of death, your own death, uh, your own existence uh, comes into play and has to be reflected on. I, I recounted a story recently to someone that uh, the last time I did a large uh, excavation, removing a number of bodies from the ground with my uh, staff, after we were finished, they asked me if we could uh, refrain from doing cemetery excavations for a couple of years because this was so emotionally difficult for them. And I, I don't know anybody who does this where this doesn't have, you know, and, and is a, a, a feeling person who this doesn't have a, a tremendous impact on them. Um, so, yes, there is. There is a second component to this, though. Uh, even as I was pulling up Augustus Tolton, I felt I, I had this own, my own little dialogue with him because uh, the state of his decomposition, uh, you know, it wasn't like the bones were easily, did not easily come out of the earth. He was in, uh, especially, except for his skull, the rest of his body was in severe states of decomposition. His bones were uh, resting in sand that didn't want to let him go, hard-pressed sand, and he was decomposing. Um, and it was like, it was almost like he was saying, you know, I'm returning to the earth, please leave me alone. You know, um, why, why do you, why do you need, why are you calling me into service again? And essentially with the exhumation of a servant of God, we are literally calling them back into service again. You know, the work of the dead uh, is, is never ended in human society and they're being called back. So it sounds like, you know, you work with, uh, Father Tolton, you know, was something special for you? Oh, abs absolutely. Very special, yes. Um, you, you know, I think a lot of people don't understand relics um, because, once again, it's part, it, they become part of myth and kind of strange things. But, you know, where, where did we get this craziness from in the Catholic Church? And, and it really goes back to Jesus. You know, he, you know, uh, as related in the, the four Gospels, he takes bread and he basically says, this is my body. And immediately, you know, uh, once he leaves the earth, we begin doing this. We begin uh, 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 having this meal in which we name the bread his body, and we begin to realize we can set it aside. The, the original, you know, call of deacons was to, you know, provide the bread consecrated to those who couldn't be, you know, be with uh, uh, the community. And so we recognize the physical presence of our Lord and uh, who now exists in two realms, both, you know, the other side of that veil in eternity and here with us. And we early on, they began to venerate the saints, also those who who died, the extremely faithful, those who had exemplary lives, those who were martyred, uh, we began to, you know, uh, visit their graves early on, uh, get a hold of pieces of their body. And anybody, if you step away from being Catholic, walk into a church, take a look at a relic that might be exposed. And if you pretend you're not a Catholic and forget your Catholic training, you look at it and, and you know, then notice a monstrance and for some reason, reliquaries and monstrances look the same, and for good reason. They both hold a piece of a body. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, this this uh, it's not a macabre thing that we do. It's it's part of our celebration that uh, the community of the faithful, the kingdom of God rests here with us and it rests on the other side. And we're coming up to, uh, to we've got one minute uh, to to wrap, wrap it up, but uh, I'll be quiet. Well, any final words, David, for, the, for our audience today? Um, I, I, I think it's important to pay attention to these things. And when you see relics, pay attention to what they're about. When you see the causes of the sainthood, uh, 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 people being canonized uh, in in the in the Vatican, in where, where the faithful just you know assemble uh, and and you know are deeply moved by what is going on. This is our faith. You know we you know the kingdom of God is not just in one place. It it permeates everything that we do. All right. All right so Fascinating work. Yeah, it is. Thank yeah, thank thank you, David. Thank you both, Davids. Um, and David K, you're you're off to do another exhumation uh, down in uh, Chattanooga diocese. But uh, we your, yes, our I blessings am. on that. Maybe you can uh, give a report to the diaconate. We can we can spread word of that as as you uh, have have some results from that investigation. But God bless you, Davids. Uh, thank you, and uh, we will be back next month uh, for Diaconia, a call to service. God bless. Thank you. Are you able? Are you able? Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.